State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Hey, I don't know about you, but I want to be debt free. You hear me? Now, there are certain things that you're just going to have to pay, like, say, a mortgage or maybe even a car note. But my next guest believes that you should be able to even just be able to pay for your car in cash. So that's something that you don't have to worry about. And many of us, we didn't hear the term debt free growing up. Honey, parents were just trying to survive, keep the lights on, keep a roof over your head, food on the table and clothes on your back. Doesn't that sound familiar? And so, uh, uh, so many of us, that has traveled generation to generation. But my next guest, he is all about legacy and leaving wealth behind. I'm excited to hear what he's got to say. He is a best-selling author of books like Debt-Free Degree and Destroying Your Student Loan Debt. I mean, this guy... Okay, let me not spoil it. Y'all, come on in. Come on in. Just check in. Just come on in. Prepare to hear from my brother, Anthony O'Neill. Y'all, listen up. I've got a number one national best-selling author who has helped thousands of people to be debt-free, to create a debt-free life. I'm excited. Um, he He's a friend of mine. Um, I'll give you some a little background. Like I said, he is a best-selling author as it relates to clearing debt and being debt-free. But he actually was homeless and deep in debt at the age of 19. And he is a successful CEO and he is transforming lives. Y'all, I know you've heard about him. You know about him. Give it up for Mr. Anthony O'Neill. 
Hey, what's going on, twin? We twins today, so I'm we excited. We are twinning. Look at this. Yo, we had to show love for our boy, man. He's out there killing it. Yes. Justin, Justin Owens, who he has great personality. We love him to pieces. And so I, I was thinking, I said, I wonder if Anthony is going to be repping today. I said, if he is, I'm going to rep. I had no idea that you would be. But Anthony, I will say you make, um, you make it, um, I wouldn't say fun to be an entrepreneur because it's not fun. But you are the essence of the word entrepreneur. I met you back in 2017 at Elevation, at a, a Elevate Retreat, and you were talking that talk five years ago. You've been talking that talk before then. And like I said in our introduction, you were homeless at the age of 19. Give us that how. Oof. You know, Michelle, that's a good, it's a good question because... I'm still shocked on the fact that I was single. I mean, not single, but uh, um, homeless because, you know, I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home, right? I have four loving parents. I have two biological parents and two step parents. Mm. Church of God in Christ. My mom and stepdad and siblings live in Cali. My dad and stepmom live in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And so, sis, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I'm going to keep it real because it's a check-in. So I I, I got I to talk yes, like this. Yes, come on in. I, I I grew up in a church and I knew everything about God. I knew how to shout. I knew how to run around. I knew how to praise him. But I didn't know nothing about life. I went to school and uh, my dad made sure I wore church shoes with slacks and with the sweater around me. Couldn't kiss a girl, couldn't go on a date, couldn't even go to prom uh, because my dad was like, you're not going to bring that spirit back to the house. When we go to church and you're carrying the, the the pastor's Bible, you can't do it. So we had two important conversations and this led to why I was homeless. The first conversation was, hey, this is what you do as a black man if you get put over by the cop. Cool, great. Mm-hmm. This is what you do on how not to go to hell. Here's how you get into heaven. The only conversation around money was when you get $100, give 10 of it to the church. The other $90, yeah. do what you want to do. So when I graduate high school, listen, Michelle, I, I'm i out the house. I, <laughs> <laughs> He's in them streets. I'm, I'm in the streets. I mean, I was the definition of in the streets. I mean, I remember walking up to ladies. I would I would talk to her. And as soon as she left, I'm, I'm talking to another one. I'm chasing them left and right. I'm I'm chasing culture. I'm chasing friends. I'm trying to be a part of this particular organization. I'm trying to have all the ladies because I really didn't have self-identity in who I was. And so made some bad decision, racked up about $35,000 in debt within six months of me graduating high school. So I'm not even 19 years old yet. You know, I got $15,000 in credit card debt, $10,000 in furniture bills, then another $10,000 in student loans when I didn't even need them because I had a scholarship and my father's GI bill. So I'm like, yo, if I'm going to impress her, I remember it was a, it was a Filipino half African-American woman I was so in love with. And she told me, you are broke. You look broke. Don't holler at me until you have money. And so I thought to get money, I need to go get a credit card. To get money, I need to go do this. And if I get this, I can get her. I can get them. And I did just that. And I made a bad decision in school. And my mom and dad and my parents was like, no, son, that's not who we raised you to be. 
And so since you made all those decisions, I got kicked out of school. I lost my job. My parents didn't allow me to come back home huh? because they were like, they was like, yo, you're a grown man, right? You, you grown man, right? I was like, yeah, I'm a grown man. Cool. Grown man don't come back home. So yeah. my parents was like, yo, it's, it's, a, it's a wrap. So all the pride in me was like, yeah, I'm a grown man. And Michelle, the young lady that I spent about $6,000 on on my credit card, um, she didn't even offer me a place just to even lay my head, just to even get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, place to take a shower. Like everyone abandoned me. And at the age of 19, I am sitting here $35,000 in debt, sleeping in the back of my car in a Walmart parking lot off of Highway 76 in Oceanside, California, contemplating suicide twice, uh, was on the side of the road asking people, can I just get $10 so I can get something to eat, being judged uh, because I was on the side of the road. So it really wasn't a color thing. It was he wants drugs. Um, I, I had no friends. I questioned my relationship with Jesus Christ. But, you know, God had to literally strip me naked literally and naked spiritually for me to understand that the caliber of my decisions will be determined by the choices that I make uh, now. And so if I want to change the caliber of my future, change the caliber of my decisions in the future, then I got to make better decisions now. And I did just that, you know, and, and I don't want to speak too long because I get passionate about this, this story of mine. But, you know, I wrapped up that debt in the back of my car. I will never forget. I was about to go meet a young lady and I took out the Dawn dish detergent and a bucket and was washing myself in the backseat of my car with Dawn, not Dove, with Dawn. And I had soap suds in a, uh, up to my neck and down, you know, and um, literally I didn't make it to go see her that night because I, I ended up seeing myself in the rear view mirror and I broke down emotionally because I was like, I'm literally washing myself in the back of my car with Dawn, this detergent. Neither sides of my family are rich. They're not wealthy. They're not famous, but they're not broke neither. And I'm like, why am I in the backseat of my car? And God told mm -hmm. me, it's because you left who I created you to be and you was trying to be like them. And I changed my life. Went home, apologized to my family, apologized to my father, really, my mother. and said, yo, I'm not a grown man. I'm a young man who's ready to, ready to become a grown man. Got three jobs after that. They let me come home for about six months to a year. And fast forward today, I'm 37 years old, 100% debt free, excluding my mortgage. So I, I don't owe anybody nothing. I just owe the bank for my mortgage. And I just travel around the world teaching people how to maximize their single life, how to avoid debt and how to really build true wealth and have ownership um, of their life and of their future. Mm. Ooh. First of all, I would say incredible. Um brave i can imagine how scary it was to be in the back seat of your car in a parking lot but then i also wondered was at any point i would have been mad at my parents not because i would have wanted them to enable me but i'll y'all gonna kick me out i'll get a job but just let me stay home was there any part of you that was like i'm never talking to my parents again because that could be a relationship killer between parents and their children. Absolutely. You know, my mom didn't want me out of the house, right? It was my father. And my father said, I, it's my job to train Anthony how to be a father. My mom and fa my mom and dad actually got into a huge argument over my father making that decision. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I, I grew to, I didn't talk to my dad for the six months. Um, but I, 
Now, at 37, I realized why my father did that. Because if he would have allowed me to come back home, yeah, I would have got a job, Michelle, but I, I didn't learn from my mistakes. And I've made several mistakes leading up to that point. And my dad was giving me wisdom on how to avoid them. But my dad said, the only way my man, my young man can become a man is if he go out there and he live with the consequences. Now, check this out, Michelle. My father knew where I was all the time. He, he knew. He, he was following me. He made sure I was safe. He he just wanted to make sure that I felt the issue. But see, I, and I don't want to preach on your show, but it's almost remind me of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will allow us to go out there, but our, his covering is still over us. So my father still had his eyes. He still knew where I was. He still had his eyes on me, but he wanted to make sure that I was learning my lesson. He knew eventually I would come back home. But absolutely, wow. at 19, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm man, forget my dad. I mean, I, my dad doesn't love me, but I realized that love is not always kind. Sometimes it is, it is harsh. It is harsh. Um, love corrects. It does. Love redirects um, and love, uh, it chastises, you know? Wow. Um, now, like me, when I was in college, I, I just want to take somebody through the possible steps of what could have happened. I don't know if this happened to you, but for me, when I was in college, yes, I had the student loans. We had the Pell Grants and all that stuff. But it was something about having that little extra cushion of money sometimes. And I just remember sometimes through the loan or the grants, you'd have a little like $1,100 left over. After they paid everything to the school, you get that little check and you deposit it. At that time, you think you are balling. $1,100 left over check, right? Right. But I'll never forget walking on the yard, as they call it. Mm -hmm. The people would be sitting there with their credit card setups and you do the application. We're vulnerable. Some of us, we got fresh, clean credit. And because they were offering a packet of M&Ms upon signing that application, you signed the freaking application. And here comes a card in the yep. mail for a packet of M&Ms. Yes. It was a T-shirt that got me. T-shirt, cal maybe maybe a calculator. Now, it was the cheap calculator. It wasn't even one of them nice Texas instruments that we all. Nah, are. nah. It, you get one of them regular that, that would only add and multiply and subtract. That's it. And divide. You got the four functions. Yeah. So, and here we, and here are innocent, probably really still kids. And here we are rack getting every Visa, MasterCard, Discover yep, yep. <laughs> in our names. And like you said, I mean, racking up, bouncing checks probably as well, because we are trying to keep up. This generation doesn't even know anything about bouncing checks and balancing their check <laughs> inside of the checkbook, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 not show it. Let's not show our age. Let's not show. Okay, I'm not, did I? I really said bouncing <laughs> checks. Now it's debit cards yes, or yes. and all that stuff. Wow, I I just um I, I'm loving hearing you talk about this because you always talk about having mental, spiritual, and financial freedom in your own podcast, which is called The Table with Anthony O'Neill. So, what is the first step that we can all do right now? to shifting our mindset because you taught it is a mindset to that type of freedom. The very first thing is vision. You know, um, a lot of people say, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, where there is no vision, that's where people perish. Right. And I think a lot of people really need to step back and have a vision, a clear vision for their life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when you really have a clear vision for your life, this gives you permission to say no or to say yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I've really had to teach myself, especially in this new season of my life was, all right, here's my vision. Here's where I want to go. Here's where uh, I am going. Here are my goals to get me to that vision. Here are the daily habits to get me to those, to that goal. And, and honestly, Michelle, I'm going to be honest with you. My vision has saved me some heartache and pain financially and in my love life because it's all about alignment. So if I have a vision and I say, yo, you know what? I want to raise a family that is debt free. I want to raise a family that is all about legacy. You know, for an example, Michelle, I've never been in Disney World, never in my life been in Disney World because we can't we couldn't afford it. So I was like, yo, I don't want to go there. I want to experience the first time at Disney World with my wife and my kids. And so I, I that's my vision. I want to be able to take my, um, oh, I'm going to say something's going to get upset. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, because I'm on your podcast. I don't want my wife to work because I don't want my wife to have to go ask another man, can me and my husband take our kids to Israel to walk the land where Jesus Christ walked? I don't want my wife to work uh, because I don't want to say, babe, let's, let's take our kids to Africa to experience the motherland. And she has to go ask another man permission if her and her man can do something. So for me, my vision is my wife, We'll be able to, we will build something together uh, so that way we could do more things for our family. So if I meet, that's my vision. So if I meet a woman and she says, well, no, I love working at Walmart. Yo, great. Walmart is great. I'm not knocking you at all, but it doesn't align with my vision. So I will pray for you. I can rock with you. You're just not my wife. My vision said no, not me saying no in in, in a negative way. So I think the very first. So wait, 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 wait. Uh Uh-oh. Did I say something wrong? Uh oh. <laughs> Flag on the play. <laughs> I'm trying to find any everything that's a flag. Flag on the play. <laughs> What's the flag? Listen, it was very sexy when you said, I don't want my wife to work. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, picking up all the flags. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, did y'all hear him when he said he don't want his wife to work? Right. Those are those are considered possibly dream words, or to a woman who might have an unhealed heart. Mm. Might think, I feel like you would want to control me. Mm. I want to work. I didn't go to school all these years to have a degree and then just sit at home and spray Myers um, disinfectant spray on the counters to clean all day. I want to work. Well, work now that does not align with your vision. But do you throw the whole baby in the bathwater out if she says, "But darling." I I I I wanna I wanna contribute something too. No 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 no. I, I really wouldn't because I think the ultimate goal for me is that my wife is in, is she's in a space and a place that she wants to be in. The majority of people are in a space and place that they really don't want to be in when it comes to their careers. So at the end of the day, I want my wife happy, and if my wife is saying, "Yo, I really love this particular job," that's cool. But what I will ask her is, if you went to school for all this education, right, you got all this education, 
what can we build that we own? So if, if you want to have your own thing, cool, great. What can we build? What can we start that you own, that it is family driven and we control it as a family and it doesn't stop us from doing the things that we want to do. do. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Child, I started itching and <laughs> woo, child, I had to fan. Woo. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, Michelle, but I think we gotta Ooh. we have to start talking about that. Especially Ooh. within the African culture. I'm not fanning because I'm turned on. I'm I'm just fanning because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I have a cousin um who who told his wife, you know, you don't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I think that that is beautiful now if um, one day, the a future man in my life says um, he doesn't want me to work anymore. I'm going to say I never sang the song Independent Women. I don't know. I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I I don't know that song anymore, anybody. I know. Nope. What group? What are you talking about? I didn't sing that song. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing, by work, the way. Your work is different, though. I think your work is not technically the kind of work I'm talking about though so because you still control you work I work but we still control the narrative of what we do mm-hmm. okay. so that's, that's all I'm saying so like I don't want to I will I will say this and this will be a red flag for you and I respect it but my wife will not work for Walmart she's not going to do it like that's just not something that my wife will do you know what I'm what saying? What if like, she's working up the ladder to be the manager, to own one of the own one of the actual stores? You know, my vision, my vision is that if me and my wife want to wake up and just go do something different for our family uh, that we could not experience, I, I don't want someone else telling me and my wife no. Okay. I hear you. But again, I it's teach not, for a living. I hear you. I, I hear teach you. for a living to get out of debt, to have a job, to secure the funds and to build your future. I'm not saying that don't get a job. I'm just saying for me, when it comes to getting that freedom, when it comes mentally, spiritually and financially, whatever your vision is, you stick to that vision and allow everything else to align with that vision. And there are some people out there who are saying, no, my wife, like my blood brother, John Gibbs, he wants his wife to work. She, he wants the 50-50 mm. kind of relationship. Okay. So I can respect that. If that's your vision, stick to the vision and make sure whoever you allow in your life, whatever you do, aligns and gets you closer to your vision rather than derailing you. Absolutely. And I know, and I know what you were saying. I definitely had to give you a hard time for those that are listening to be like, uh-uh, what are you talking about? I, I, Yo, I'm going to get my money's worth with this degree that I have. But then there are some people who are saying, you know what? I can dig that. I can, um, I can, I can, uh, I can kind of submit, ooh, the S word. And, and possibly align <gasps> with his child. That word is a curse word. We talked about that on my show, me and you. I can't wait for that show to come out. We talked about that. I I can lead when I know who who's leading you. Right, 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 right. You can lead as long as I know who's leading you because you. I, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, so that's gonna come out his yes, yes. So I did do his podcast, which is off the chain. Um, I, I I was gonna try to get to relationships, y'all. I'm still fanning. I got because I it it um. Gosh, Michelle. <laughs> It's not that bad, man. I think, Michelle, though, when when do we, especially within the African-American community, when do we start talking about things like that? You're right. Like I, I, You're I don't right. want to promote struggle love and tough love all the time within the black community. I want to promote, hey, let's do what we got to do to get the financial freedom. When we get the financial freedom, it creates opportunities and options, and it gives us the opportunity to decide what is the best thing for us moving forward. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I like... I like that you're fanning over there because it means I'm on, I'm on the right track. You are on the right track. And first of all, I'm excited for you and I am glad and happy that you are in a position to be able to even say, my wife does not have to work. I don't want her to work. I want us to be able to wake up in Africa today, France tomorrow, I got the, uh, you, you, uh, Italy. I, oh. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I want us to wake up debt free with the vacation home, wherever. And I get it because it also the child, your future children will be well traveled. Um, I know that they'll um, they'll carry the legacy of being debt free. Some of us, um, you know, we did grow up. Our parents worked, you know, regular nine to fives. I saw the checks being written to pay certain bills. Um, I the I learned how to pay tithes. Mm. By watching my mother, we used to sing in the choir together. So we would sit next to each other. And I just remember watching her write her checks to pay her tithes. Wow. Wow. And I remember at the age of 15, when I got my first checking account, I couldn't wait to pay, to pay my to pay my tithe. I also loved going, you know, you come home from school, you get the mail. And I won't say the name of the company because I'm learning people bites and and be trying to steal identity but i just i will never forget seeing mail every month or so through a particular company she was able to invest with through her job wow wow so when she retired she had a nice um a nice nest egg a nice nest egg and um so it made me want to do that but I also wanted to say um, in the black community or maybe just the minority community, sometimes I think as it relates to money, um, we have a fear mindset of lack, losing it. Don't do this. Don't do this. So as a, when it when we see money, we're scared. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to save. Um Let's let's kind of dive into that because that has to do with mindset and it has to do with how certain people's parenting experiences yeah. are. They parent their children based on their parental experiences growing up. Absolutely. But as it relates to money, I've I've been kind of battling. Um, don't treat don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Save. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Live beneath your means. And when I hear terms like live beneath your means, I believe it's wise, but I also feel like it for years, it put this thing in the forefront, live beneath your means because you could lose what you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No, I, absolutely. All day long. It was so funny. <clears throat> One of our mutual friends, uh, David Amante, um, I posted something about not spending no more than $50 to $100 on a date. And he he did not like that comment. So he texted me and he was like, yo, bro, you got money. There has to be a balance between being wise and then also being just being good and enjoying your hard work. And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. So he and I was talking and going back and forth and he convicted me. Right. Uh, and I went out that that next week and I, and I bought my dream car, paid for it cash because I had that mindset, Michelle, of I'm the guy that's teaching people to live below their means, to pay off their debt, to do this. And I have to be a good example of that. And Dave was like, yo, be a good example, but then also show them like you can also have fun because that's what you're working for. But it was comfortable for me. And this is what I tell people. Don't allow your comfort zone to become your kill zone. Don't allow the very same thing that's keep, that keeps you comfortable. It's comfortable seeing my money in my checking account. It's comfortable with me knowing that I have the money over here. It's comfortable living below my means. But I work Monday through Friday. I put in all this labor and I really don't get to, I don't experience the fruit of my labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular bank does, this mortgage company does, but not me and my family. So I tell people, step outside of your comfort zone. Yes, be wise with your money, but then also enjoy it. Treat yourself, experience something as long as it doesn't uh, contradict or go against the foundation of what you've built as far as in taking care of your responsibilities. Uh, Mm. But I I don't want to sit here and teach people work Monday through Friday, put in 80 hours a week, put in 120 hours a week worth of overtime. And then you come back home and you just put it all in the savings account. You don't enjoy it. No, take take your kids to Disney World, you know, take your Take your kids to a concert. Take them out of the country. Go buy your wife a nice car. Go treat your husband to something nice. Do do something with the with your money, uh, but don't don't be so scared to where now you've become this frugal individual and you don't see the fruit of your labor. But everyone else, all these creditors and bill collectors, see the fruit of your labor. Come on, the the creditors see the fruit of your labor or you're always giving to people when they call you. So what do you do when somebody calls you and says, hey, I made a mistake. Can you loan me five grand until my taxes come back? I can't afford it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, like think about it. It, It's not about can I physically money wise afford it. It's about can I afford to give you a yes and potentially tell my family no. Like, I really got to ask myself that question. You know what I'm saying? I refuse to tell my family no, because I said yes to everybody else. I wasn't storing my money. I wasn't maximizing the season that I was in. Then when I get my wife, when I get my kids, uh, when I get to a good investment, when I get to something that can build me something solid, I got to say no, because I told him yes, her yes. I told her I'll take her on a $500 date. I told him I'll loan her that money until the tax season came back and then he never got it back. So what I do is, I don't say I can't afford it all the times, Michelle, because I do believe in, in giving. I, I just go back and I look at the vision for my money, right? What What's the vision for my money, aka what's the budget? If I have the money to give, I just did it this morning. My cousin, uh, she reached out to me and like her her daughter um, needs to do something. And I said, yo, let me look at my budget real quick. Look at my vision. I think I got you. And I looked at it. I said, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I said, don't don't give me back the money, because right. I, if I can't afford to give it to you, I just I just I'm just not going to give it to you. But I'm like, I'm not going to loan it to you because then now that that can hurt our relationship if you don't pay me back on time. 
And so I just I just say, you know what? That's just a generous offering. God bless you, bro. God bless you, sis. God bless you, fam. Mm. Um, and, and do your thing. But mm-hmm. I really assess. I ask myself two questions. Number one. Can I afford financially give it to them? Do I have it within the means of my vision for my money? Then number two, if I say yes and give it to them, does it rob from things? Uh, will it rob from my family? Will it rob from me doing something to advance my family? And if both of those answers are, if one of them is yes, you can't afford it. And then the other one is no, it doesn't. Hey, you got the money. Here you go. Yes. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. You break things down so practically so that people can understand. Because sometimes when you think of finance and debt, taxes, investments, it can it can just look so intimidating if you don't know the language or the wording. But someone um, knew that I was talking to you today and they said, well, I want to know what it's like for the regular people. <laughs> who live check to check like single moms who haven't started on college funds. How do we do that? And so I love following you because I love how every now and then you'll give us a money lesson on here's why you should start investing early. You say um, that starting at 31 years old, if we have an initial investment of five grand, invest 400 a month at an average return of 7% by the time a person retires at the age of 65, they will have $757,325. People can start now now to build their wealth at the age of 17, 21, 31, and guess what? Even 41. Absolutely. Absolutely. At 55. Yeah. So there's no excuse. I, 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 I love that you're practical, but you're also no nonsense. Like, no, it's sacrifice. It's going to make, might be a sacrifice. And I think that's what you mean by don't go on a $500 date. You're trying to build wealth, sacrifice, and then you'll be able to go on the $500 date when you've got some stacked up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think for like the single people who are average, I'm average. You know what I'm saying? I don't, uh, yeah, I'm average. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We are, you're average. We just, we worked, we work hard and we see the fruit of our labor, right? So. Ooh, I'm average. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm just talking about it. No, I'm just saying like, you know, I I hate it when people say, oh, you got this and you got that. Yeah. But we all started. Well, let me be quiet. We all started the same. And guess what? We got it. But through one bad decision, it could be lost. So it sure can. Um, And um, so for me, when it comes like single mothers, man, when it comes to investing, right, there are two things that you can do for your kids. Number one is you can open up a 529 plan um, as soon as possible. So like, for an example, my uh, sister has four kids. Mm -hmm. As soon as each one of her kids were born and they got the social security number, uh, my grand, uh, my, not me, my grandparents, my parents and I opened up a 529 in their name because we want to use the power of compound interest. Right. And then as soon as my um, uh, nephews and niece get to a certain age, I'm actually going to open up a custodial Roth IRA in their name. And then also I'm going to pay them. So there's 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 so many ways that you can start thinking about investing into your kids future as a young uh, single mother. But now let me say this. And this this always rubs. This is going to be another red flag, but it's not a red flag if 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 you hear me out all the way before you if you're living paycheck to paycheck, the best thing you can do for your children is not to invest into them financially. It is to get yourself taken care of first. Because I want you to think about long term. If you spend all your time getting them into school, getting them into college, and you're not positioning yourself to get debt free, to build up your retirement plan, now you've just become a burden onto your kids and their family down the road because you weren't taking care of your responsibilities when you had it. So I tell people, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, no, do what you have to do with your kids to make sure that they can eat, they have um, a roof over their head, they have clothes on their back, and they're getting to school and they get my book, Debt Free Degree, and teach them the importance of like, hey, you need to get good grades so we can get you a scholarship to go into school. And you are now working on, hey, this is what I'm going to do because I'm telling you right now, Michelle, um, I don't know about you, you and your parents, right? But if, if my parents, if something was to happen to them right now, they will be a financial responsibility to me and my siblings, right? And I don't want to be a financial responsibility to my children. Now, they're going to take care of me, but I'm going to make yeah, sure financially. I, I hear what you're saying, but there are some I've heard. I have heard this and I've I've heard this with my own ears. I wrote it down when you said burden to your kids. I've heard it said, well, y'all just going to have to take care of me. This is a parent saying this to their children. And when you were saying how I have to say no, because I have to be able to take care of my family down the line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is mindset. This could be very controversial because I try to keep it cool with what I say. I honor all situations, all backgrounds, all financial situations. But we have to get wise about our money and how we see our family and children. Mm. It's supposed to flow down. But what we do, we flow it back to family, homies, folks that put you on. You feel like you got to take care of them for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And you taking it back instead of it flowing down. Now, like you said, give. Yes, we are to give. There are some people who might have mentored you and you feel like you want to just bless them with a trip somewhere or $5,000, dollars just for the investment that they made in you. I get it. But to to make your child feel like 
the child is now supposed to take care of you. Mm, 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 mm. There is an element of taking care of. There is taking care of. And I know in some cultures, the child does take care. It's, it's, It's cool. I'm not saying when your parent calls you with the need and if you have it, yeah, take care of it. But I'm but I I think there's a balance. Oh, you talking about getting in trouble. Yes. It's just when you talked about you then become a burden to your children because you didn't have your affairs in order. And, and then now you, your it, children, you're like, y'all take care of it. Y'all take care of me. And what's happened from there, Michelle, is is the cycle continues. So then now your grandchildren are suffering because now your kids are suffering because they got to take care of grandparents. And then now your kids, kids got to take care of their parents. The cycle just has to stop, you know, and and for me, it's how do I educate? How do I uh, and and please believe my parents are doing phenomenal right now. I think by the time they get to that age where they, they need to stop f- officially working Oh, yeah, they're going to be great financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just want to make sure that I am not being a burden to my, my kids yeah. because I didn't steward the the season well when I was young. Yes. You know, and, and to me, that's so, so important. You know, Michelle, a, a quick story. I was in um, uh, New York doing a media hit there, a national media hit. And a, a older lady, but a younger lady, because I like to say young, because I want to offend the ladies. She was 88 years old. She was cleaning up my hotel room. And when and and when I got in the hotel room, she could barely walk around the bed because she she just was she was hurting. Her knees was hurt. And I heard her whisper, God, just get me through this day, Lord, just get me through this day. And I told her, I said, hey, man, listen, I'm young. <laughs> Here's a tip. I just need some lotion because it was like. 10 degrees outside. I'm black. I'm ashy. Just give me some lotion. <laughs> I'll make up my own bed. I'm here for another two days on media. You good. As she gets to the door, Michelle, she turns back around and she looks at me. She says, young man, use your youthfulness wisely. And she said, because I'm here today cleaning up your room because when I was your age, I did not steward my youthfulness wisely. And I sat on the edge of my bed and I said, that will not be my wife. That will not be my mother. That will not be my kids. And that has to stop with me. And I was emotional because I'm like, man, what if that was my, do I want my mom at 88 years old cleaning up a hotel room of all these crazy people that come in and out of it? And I'm like, how do we do that? We got to shift our mindset. Shift our mindsets and ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, when you hear stories like that, it does cause you to, it will have cause, have, I have compassion on that lady versus judgment. So I pray that no one is listening to this in a certain financial situation. Our heart posture is not judgment. Sometimes saying the real kind of stings, but Anthony O'Neill is passionate about us being debt. Free. You have a book called Debt Free Degree. You have a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, Five Mistakes in College. There are so you this is your calling. This is um so that we are leaving legacy and not bills. Um we are we're we're leaving wealth. I mean, we're supposed to be able to leave kids for our children's children's children. 
you know, and does do things happen? Yes, people lose jobs, financial hardship, the the loss that divorce even causes people financially, and it does affect the children. You know, and so I definitely, definitely know that um, you you teach wealth building. Um, I've got maybe one or two more questions on that. Um, What are your thoughts on when someone says, well, I don't want I I, when you talk talk about investing, I barely have enough money after I'm done paying bills. Mm -hmm. Where do you start wealth building in that case? I mean, in that case, well, one thing, first thing is pr- from a practical tip, you got to You got to assess your bills, write the vision, make the plan, write down your budget, like literally write down your income, list all of your expenses, which are your bills and really assess, OK, where can I cut some things out of? Because before we can start investing, we need the margin to invest. And so mm-hmm. if, if we can see that, hey, I have Hulu, Spotify, Amazon Prime and Netflix and all these other kind of things and you struggling living paycheck to paycheck, well, we're going to cut pretty much all of them. But one, <laughs> I'm not going to say cut all of them, but we don't we don't need Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. No, let's just keep Netflix, keep Hulu, keep whoever you want. Right. Um, but the thing is, assess your things. And then from there, let's say once you assess it, you get some money. The very first thing I tell people is start investing what you can. Like start putting money into a Roth IRA. Uh, start putting money into your 401k. And then eventually what I want you to do is get to 15% of your income. If you can invest 15% of your income for a good solid 30 years, guaranteed, no matter what that is, you're going to be, you're going to be right around a million dollars. Now, the thing for me is, Before you start investing, though, make sure that you are you've created the margin by eliminating the debt um, and you've set aside an emergency fund, because here's the last thing what I want you to do, uh, Michelle, is you get out of debt. You start investing. Life hits. You don't have an emergency fund. Now you're back into debt and now you can't continue investing. So it's, 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 it's steps. It's just really having a strategic plan to make sure that you get there. And I'm telling you. Um, I'm with you, Michelle. I mean, I remember walking into my house with no lights. I remember going to uh, McDonald's on Wednesday because paycheck, the payday was Friday and I would go to McDonald's. I would get two double cheeseburgers, two 99 cent large sweet tea. I would cut up the cheeseburger and cut them in half and have one for breakfast, one for lunch, fast for dinner, drink half of the sweet tea, put some water in the other half, drink it. So I remember the struggling. I remember um, life hitting me and I had to make some, some, some decisions. Um, and so the, my passion comes from my personal experiences. And when I put systems in place to make sure I don't, I don't go back there. And also the same systems in place to make sure my family doesn't have to experience that, you know, um, that's when I seen life change. So eliminate your debt, create the margin, set aside an emergency fund, and then just start investing. The best place you can start uh, for most people is a Roth IRA, uh, maximize your 401k. And when it comes to the 401k, it's in this order. Look for a match, look for Roth, then the traditional. If you have a match, do that because that's free money. Roth just simply means your money is growing. And when you go to pull it out down the road, it's not taxed because uh, you've already paid tax on it. Traditional yep. means you don't pay tax on it up front, but you will pay it in your tax bracket when you pull it out. 
Absolutely. Um, give us the number where folks can text you to get um, courses, tips, um, and I'm going to offer the listeners something as well after you do this. Where, where should they text you? Yeah, yeah. Text uh, 615-930-3431 um, and just put uh, Michelle in there. You heard me on Michelle and uh, I'll respond and give you something even extra special just because you, you're Aww. Michelle. <laughs> now, listen, um, I'm going to add to that um, the folks that DM me and said that you've heard this podcast and you really want to be debt free. I'm going to offer you I'm going to make sure that I get his books to you at no cost to what? you. OK, okay um, because I'm with you. I am so with you on us having um, this money that we work so hard for. Who who are we throwing it away to? And, you know, um, what are we doing? And I understand. Yes. Well, we only live once. So I'm going to die anyway. I ain't going to be able to take the money with me anyway. But while you're living, <laughs> Mm-hmm. We we have I know you're building hopes on things eternal. I get it. <laughs> but, but, but while we're living, let's just try to let's let's build something that we're leaving um, for people. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. You develop, you have a fountain. You're just a fountain of self-help and you've developed the eight key pillars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To help people build momentum and maximize their season of singleness in every aspect of their lives. Yeah. Now, why pillars? And what if we only have three? Can we still <laughs> go out and date? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, this uh, this course that I'm coming out with, the Singles Blueprint, right? The eight pillars. It's not about finding a man or finding a woman. And it's not even about how to get money. You no, know, Michelle, one of the things that bothers me as a single person, and I'm not going to say any names because mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure I'm respectful, but a lot of older people ask me all the time, you're 37 and you're still single? What's wrong with you? Like, wh- why are you still single? And and Michelle, I, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, I see a therapist and this started really bothering me about two years ago. 
And, and, and literally it started making me a little depressed because all of these older people and even people around my age, just like, yo, you're successful. Yeah. You know, I see you on TV. You, clearly you got money. I mean, you talk about it for a living. Uh, why are you still single? You're not ugly. And and I want to be like, yo, so why are you still single? Like, what? Wh- why are you married? Like, you know, my I- answer, why are you still married? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but I, some I said, of y'all. Hey, don't need that. Never mind. Not, not, no, no, no. This, this is, we got to be sensitive. It's Michelle. So this is not my show. Be sensitive. Um, and so Michelle, I, I literally went back and I wrote down every older person, every wiser person who asked me that. And I said, what did they say? And I wrote it down. I literally wrote down 39 names and people who said that. Not one person asked me, hey, how are you stewarding your single season? Not one person asked me, how are you growing mentally and spiritually? Not one person asked me, how are you, Anthony? Everyone asked me, why do you not have a ring? Why do you not have any kids? And I was like, man, are we teaching single people to steward this beautiful season of being single and, and, and how are we growing businesses? How are we growing our mind? How are we investing into getting outside of our comfort zone? What, what foundation are we uh, setting? So when we do find that spouse, whenever we do get that million dollars, we're standing on a solid foundation and we're, we're not just chasing a ring. I want to make sure that as a single person, when I do get married, I've been seeing a therapist. I know why I think the way I think. I know why I process the way I process. Mm. Um, I, I, I am confident in who I am at my core. So these eight pillars were the things that one of my mentors, when I told him about what I was doing, he said, Anthony, everyone knows you as a money guy. I know you, I know you as the maximizing your single life guy. You, you, you take every relationship, you maximize it. You take every season, you maximize it. You take every failure and you maximize that failure. You learn from it. It was like, I really wish single people would really maximize their single season. And not just chase a ring, not just chase him or her, not just chase the bag, but chase themselves. Because if they worked on themselves, marriages would be better. Our communities would be better. Our fathers and our mothers would be better mm-hmm. if they were whole. So eight pillars. And I'm just really diving through here are the eight pillars that I focused on um, over my successful career. Um, okay. And um uh, I literally sat down like both of my mentors and we said, hey, do these work? It was like, no, 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 these are perfect. Um, and I'm I'm really excited about it. That is that is true. You um do maximize everything. And I think that's a gift. Um, because I'm so shy sometimes when I walk in a room, I get so uncomfortable. And it used to be because I didn't feel like I belonged in certain rooms. Mm. But I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about you deserve? You, you'll go somewhere and sit down. But it's knowing how to, as they say, work a room and go up to people and talk to people. And it's not that you're being disingenuous, but relationship, you have to. We need relationship. We need communi- community, connection, and we need each other. Woo! This has been amazing. Now, last question. January 13th. January 13th. I posted this question on my Instagram and it said, do men feel if you already have the money, house, car, career, that there's nothing for them to do for you? 
I was told, and I promise y'all I was, I was told that men like to feel that they're saving you and giving you the best life. I was told, Michelle, sometimes you got to learn how to be the damsel in distress. (laughs) That was a loaded question. Do men feel if you already have the money, house, car, career, that there's nothing for them to do for you? So they are, they come in kind of intimidated, like, well, she already has everything. There's nothing for me to give her. <laughs> Why did I sound like that? All men don't sound like that. There's nothing for me to give her. Because y'all feel like women sound like that. <laughs> so we take on the, well, there's nothing for me to give her, but, but my, my partner already has everything. <laughs> Why are you quiet? <laughs> Because I, I, I think my brothers are really going to get upset with me when I answer this question. But I think if, if I if I keep it real back in my older days. Yeah, I would say yes. But now that I've evolved, matured and grown, I go back to Eve. Eve was created to help a strong man. So I don't need a weak woman who has nothing to help me. So for me. I actually expect my wife to come with something because I'm somebody. And so if she comes with, you know, I mean, if she comes with a house, a car, a business, some money, and uh, listen, listen, let's, what we need to do together. How do we do this thing together? Yes, God. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Lord. Because if I'm going somewhere, I want a, 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 a good woman, uh, that can handle where God is taking me. And so, no, Michelle, I don't, I don't think, I don't think men, I was about to say something. I don't want to say nothing. Come Uh-oh. on my show. C- come Uh-oh. on my show, show so I can say that. Um, uh, oh, let, let me say like this. Let me say it like this. Let me say, let me say this, Michelle. There are two types of male species. You have little boys and grown men body. Then you have a grown man. Ladies, y'all just need to decide which one do you have in front of you. <laughs> and I think. I that think, answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he said little boys. I didn't say things. nothing. I said there's two types of, of, of male species. And ladies need to figure out which one do they have. Because me, no, if that woman comes to me, that is more attractive than her in lingerie. Like, that is like, yo, you've built, you've maximized, you steward this season well. Yes, ma'am. Queen, how do we come together? How do we align and move forward? Okay. Oh, okay. Last question. What if she comes to you with all this, but she got a lot of debt? Deal breaker? That's, that's fine. You going to help her? He said, because he said he got, he got the books for you to read to get out of debt. No, no, no. No, listen, man. We Listen, uh, I won't cut the check until you say I do. I say I do. But I mean, once, once that doesn't, that is not a sin. It's, it's, it's just something I just don't want. I don't like. I want the freedom. So yeah. my wife comes to me and she shows me she is my wife and God puts the stamp of approval on that. I don't care how much debt she has. Now we are in debt. Now I got to rephrase what I'm saying on my show. Um, and hopefully it ain't too much so I can just cut a check uh, when we do get married. But I mean, if she's coming to me with degrees and everything like that, let me tell you what will be a turnoff though, Michelle, watch this. Mm. She come to me with degrees, a good job, loads of debt and no savings, but you got Louis, Chanel, 
red bottoms, all this kind of stuff, but no money in the savings account. That will be a deal breaker because it shows me your mindset is not where it needs to be. But if you come to me, you got a savings, you just got student loan debt and you've been attacking it. Oh, yeah. I'm 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 mm-hmm. so cool with that. Ooh, you, ooh. you know, I'm I'm just being honest. Ooh, ooh. Y'all, please follow Anthony O'Neill. He has amazing conversations, conversations like this. But then at the same time, he'll have a chart of how much money you could have saved up right now if you start investing at the by the at the age of 30. They talk about prenups. That's a whole nother um, he talks about prenups. That's a whole nother podcast. It's almost been an hour. Um, I know I could talk to you for two or three hours straight because like I said, you are a fountain of self-help. You're a fountain of many statements that are flags on the play. But um, uh, that no, that could actually I, y'all. I'm just playing when I say that. Um, no, nah, y'all should see her. She was doing this is his vision. <laughs> his no, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I think that is awesome. And I and I'm like I said, the main thing is I'm I'm excited for you that you are in a position to talk that talk. Appreciate it. I really do. That's it. I'm over here playing and sometimes being devil's advocate um, for uh, that independent woman um we sang the song wait do you like do you like do you like it when people call you a boss chick are are you a boss chick yeah oh my goodness yeah michelle i need you back on my show we're gonna talk about that one i I don't i i there i guess apparent apparently um if this thing says rapper athlete entrepreneur when i sign certain tax statements says what is my title president ceo that is a boss as far as a but i don't have the i I pray i don't walk around with the air of the the uh, it's it's no you don't it's it's there's a balance because some people don't want that negative um stereotype a boss chick that means she's she's mouthy she's gonna be disrespectful um she doesn't know how to leave the boss outside of the home come she on now, you, now in, you teach it. go go ahead go okay ahead. i i listen i have to, i have to learn that and i'm telling you um it's not until i get into intimate conversation with other humans where there are parts of me that I'm like, God, I need you to heal me with this because I saw my mother have to really pick up the load. Wow. And so that that has been a fear. Right. So or she would always say, don't ever get to a place where you can't buy a lollipop on credit. Mm. So it's it's because there there were a lot of things financially that she and my father went through. And, you know, we saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, I don't work this hard to um, have to struggle, you know, in that manner. And I don't work this hard to struggle with another grown, warm body beside me. I have curated. I said I've curated a life of peace. Mm. You you ain't competing with none of my achievements. You're not competing with success. You're not competing with money in the bank. You are competing with the peace that I have. Come on, Michelle. Do you feel better than the peace that I have? Ooh. Yo, listen. Thank y'all for checking in. <laughs> I 
said that on last week's on this week's episode. I, my my episode this week was checking in with your singleness because I'm reminded every day that I'm single when you have when you're doing the application or going to the doctor's office to get your COVID test. What's your marital status? Single. I'm reminded in so many ways of my singleness, but I I'm doing the work for wholeness to where. You know, that man is like, wow, she's awesome. She's doing the work. You know, we got to rail that mouth in. No, we got to reel it in at times. Um, but yeah, that that peace thing is 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 big for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I hope I don't want to sound selfish, but because a part of me is like, well, you're going to be alone because once someone comes in your life, your peace is gone. <laughs> You know, so the Lord is kind and he's working on me in that area. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. That's real. I mean, y'all, that's real. Anthony O'Neill is the absolute truth. You have to come back again, y'all. He's got to be our resident therapist on finance. No, let's um, do it. And I thank you for your time and, um, this is awesome. You guys, please follow Anthony O'Neill. He is simply on Instagram at Anthony O'Neill. Other projects you're working on so we can follow you. I know me and you are doing the event in Houston together, February 4th through the 6th. That's going to be off the chain. Oh, Pe- man. You're going to you're going to you're going to be on fire. Um, give us your next project and then I'll let you go. What's what's how can we keep in touch? Follow you. I know you gave your number before. Give it again and. We'll let you go. I mean, no, the main thing is I would really love for people to, uh, especially if you're single, to, uh, you know, check out my course, The Singles Blueprint. That's the big project that I'm really working on right now. Um, and I'm really excited about that because I believe that we're going to help a lot of single people really maximize that single season. So go to the website, anthemnill.com. And um, from there, just text me, 615-930-3431. And you'll get all the information. And I'm telling you right now, uh, check out the show because uh, for Mental uh, Awareness Month, Michelle will be on there and um, I got some other therapists on there. And I'm honestly revealing some things about myself because I really want to make sure I saw what you I saw you with Nick Cannon in them. And I'm like, mm. I really want to make mental health sexy in our community. And I think it starts with us of influence really leading the way. And so um, I'm bringing in my therapist and we're going to talk about some things that I've been able to grow through which is years ago and so i'm excited i'm excited about that come on y'all give it up one more time for the amazing incredible flag on the play inducing passionate debt free y'all he is debt free come on somebody that's a testimony come on somebody you want to shout right now don't you glory to god give it up for the incredible anthony o'neill Y'all, again, thank you for checking in. Please come back anytime. I wasn't ready. Y'all, I come to every podcast as prepared as possible. I want to make sure that I respect each guest by knowing as much about them as possible. Of course, I know Anthony O'Neill. I've known him since 2017. And... I, you know, I always make sure that I, I don't even take um, for granted because we have relationship that I don't still go and continue to do research. But honey, I was not ready. 
he drops gems of course we're gonna have to have him come back as um i think um I'm definitely passionate about the area of mental health, but I'm definitely passionate in um, folks my age and younger, um, making sure that we are debt free. It's something about that that I also think when people worry about their finances, I think it also takes a toll on one's mental health. Does life happen? You better believe it. This pandemic came and it rocked All of us to our core. We had no idea um, that people's way of life would be totally different. And so I hope you hear the passion in Anthony's voice and his heart. I hope you hear my heart um, as well. But I love talking about the F word finances and how a lot of us, we weren't taught, maybe um, not taught or Um, Because maybe families have, you know, been conditioned living from paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes you feel like it's just supposed to be your way of life as well. So, who, y'all, I had to, I'm still fanning. Okay, hands are trembling. Um, This was a dynamite conversation. Anthony O'Neill brought fire to the chat you hear me so i'm so excited um thank y'all again for checking in um thanks for tuning in and um going along for some of these wild rides okay i promise you that this year is going to just continue to take off i'm gonna push myself to have conversations that i probably normally would be scared to have on a public um forum so i'm excited thank y'all and let me know if you feel that you want um, more information about Anthony O'Neill, send me a DM to my um, Instagram and I would love to gift you his books. OK, if you and your family, you want to be debt free, I want to definitely gift some listeners with an Anthony O'Neill bundle of books. Like you said, he was homeless and he was deep in debt. Uh, by the age of 19 and so his passion is transforming the lives of people um, financially all right all right I'll see y'all later I I, I, I got I, I got to go get some air love you guys checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, 
you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.